In this episode of Locked On Capitals, Alex Ovechkin finally does it. He passes Yamir Yager by getting number 767. And it was a great game for rookie Axel Janssen Fjellby as he gets his first NHL goal. We'll talk about all of that and more next on Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked On Capitals. This podcast is free and available on all major platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. So in tonight's episode, we are going to talk about that. Alex Ovechkin getting number 767. And then we're going to talk about the COVID issues with Lars Eller. We're going to talk about uh, an AHLer that is getting his opportunity on the big team. And then we're going to talk about free agent goaltenders. Yes, I know we've been talking a lot about free agents and goaltenders, but it's that time of season. March 21st, Monday is the trade deadline. So there is going to be a lot to take in and a lot to look at. Are the Capitals going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? We'll talk about that later. But first, Wow, Alex Ovechkin finally does it. He gets number 767 by passing Yamir Yager at, uh, as his march towards the all-time goal leader. And uh, it's got to feel good for Alex, Alex Ovechkin out there to finally get that goal. It's, this is a target that he's had for quite some time. And you could tell you know, in the last couple games when he wasn't able to get those goals that it's been something that's really bugged him. So for him to finally get that is a big deal. And then Yager had a message he posted on Twitter. He says, as you know, I didn't retire from hockey yet. And there's a chance I might come back to the NHL and start chasing you. Wow, what a cryptic message. But to be honest with you, I really wouldn't put it past Yamir Yager to do something like that. Uh, the guy is still in great shape and he's in his 50s. So I'd like to think he's kidding, but maybe not. You know, maybe he's thinking to himself, there's no way that Alex is going to take my record. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but possibly. So it was a great game all around. Uh, it was the Capitals ended up beating him. Like I said, it took a shootout. It was going back and forth and back and forth. You know, I think that Barry Trotz was really pushing the buttons for the New York Islanders. You know, he doesn't take it lightly losing to teams that he once coached. And uh, the, the goaltenders for the Washington Capitals had to stand tall. It was Vitek Vanacek, the number one netminder in the Washington Capitals organization versus uh, Varlamov, a former cap. So it was a great game all around out there. Like I say, it's uh, goals from Anthony Mantha and Alex Ovechkin. And then just the play of Vitek Vanacek. Uh, he faced 32 shots and made 29 saves. That's good for a .906 save percentage. And Vitek Vanacek is just continuing to hum along and go about doing his thing. He's uh, just claiming his spot as the number one netminder in the Washington Capitals organization. But to get back to Ovechkin here, he had a heck of a game, and I think he has his sets set on Gordie Howe next with 801 and Wayne Gretzky, the great one at 894. And I think it's something that Alex is going to be able to do if he just is patient. 
You know, I don't, the biggest thing is he just can't think about it too much because if he starts doing that, then he's going to end up choking and then he might not do it. I mean, Alex is a player who's in his mid thirties and uh, don't tell him that though. I think that he is aging like a fine wine and continues to play better as the years go by. Uh, if you know anything about Alex, he takes care of himself in the offseason. Off He's continually training and keeping himself in top-notch condition. So let's hope that Alex can do that. I, he's not going to uh, accomplish that goal this season. But uh, as long as he keeps his sights set, I think that he will be able to do it. Like I was talking about, it was um, a great night all around, uh, most notably for Alex Janssen Fielbe. Um, as you know, he is uh, taking the spot of Hagelin in the lineup. Uh, he had that eye injury earlier, and he is going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, Axel Janssen Fielbe is the ninth Caps rookie to score his first goal this season, joining McMichael, Faravari, Snively, Leeson, Malenstein, Protus, LaPierre, and Pilon. And wow, it's just these young players, this infusion of youth uh, is really coming out to help the Capitals here. And the Capitals, like I'm going to talk about later in this episode, they need that infusion of youth because this is the oldest team in the NHL and they need to be ready. They can't just kind of hope that, you know, they're going to find the right players after they retire. In an, ultim- in an optimal situation, what you're going to have is kind of a plug and play system. If you've seen what the Nats are doing, they have younger players, but they're also having some older players to kind of show them their ways, kind of a mentor situation there. So I think that, you know, with all those young players, especially Fialbi and Faravari and McMichael, if they can make the most of their opportunities, if they can learn from the great ones like Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, TJ Oshie, et cetera, I think that they will be ready when it is time for their big break. Um, I know Faravari and McMichael have kind of established themselves on the team, but there's going to be more opportunities out there in the coming years. Um, and most notably in net, I think that uh, Ilya Samsonov, there is probably a pretty good chance he gets dealt at the trade deadline. Uh, I know there's been quite a few teams kicking the Tigers on him, and I would not be surprised in Caps Nation. I don't think you should be surprised either uh, if um Samsonov gets dealt. It's just kind of the way he's played this year, kind of inconsistent play throughout. So just to take some good stuff away from this game, though, Alex Ovechkin finally does it. He passes Yamir Yager. And uh, like I say, I think that he can kind of relax now because you can tell he was just kind of almost forcing the puck a lot of the time. So just to kind of get that off his mind, I think will help him as he moves forward. Um, So then the Capitals have a busy schedule this week. Uh, They have a day off tomorrow, but after that, uh, they're just going to have to keep, they're not going to be able to rest and, you know, kind of enjoy this. They're going to be able to enjoy it for the night, but then they have to prepare for their next opponent. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Ouch. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So stick with your New Year's resolution. It's not... You don't have to be breaking it already. It's it's We're still early in the season. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, in this segment here, we are going to talk about uh, the next man up mentality. It's been that way for the Capitals all season. And it will continue to be here. Um, So as you may have heard, Lars Eller is under uh, COVID protocol again. If you remember earlier in the season, uh, he was under COVID protocol and he spent some time in Southern California while he was under COVID protocol. And now he will be spending some time in in Vancouver, uh, also again under COVID protocol. But his loss is a Mike Vecchione's gain. That's right. With Lars Eller out due to COVID protocol, The Washington Capitals needed an extra forward, so they called Mike Vecchione from the Hershey Bears. He has 36 points this season in the AHL. You know, to be honest with you, before I was kind of like doing some research research on this and reading articles, he wasn't a real familiar name to me. Um, I know some of the bigger names that were down there, you know, McMichael and Fucali and um, uh, Hendricks Lapierre. I guess he's not in Hershey right now. But he was not a name that really kind of stood out to me. But uh, the 29-year-old's 36 points ranks second on Hershey, and his 24 assists lead the team in that category. He's also scored 12 goals. The 5'10", 193-pound forward is just four points shy of tying his AHL career high in points in a season in the 17 and 18 season with 40 points. So he's not a household name to most Washington Capitals fans, I, I imagine, but he should be. Um, it doesn't sound like he's going to be in the lineup uh, anytime soon, um, just because the Capitals are going on a road trip coming up. Uh, and with Lars Eller out under a COVID protocol, they needed the next man up. And it's been that way all season long. And you kind of see that in our own sports. You have to prepare for situations like this. Otherwise, you get kind of caught and you fall flat on your face. Well, I wasn't expecting any injury. You have to be prepared. The Massachusetts native has appeared in two career NHL games, both with the Philadelphia Flyers in the 16-17 season. He recorded 10 points in 18 games with the Colorado Eagles of the American Hockey League last season with seven goals and three assists, tying for the third most goals on the team. Vecchioni entered the 2021 season with three consecutive AHL seasons with at least 36 points including a career high of 40 points with 17 goals and 23 assists as a member of the Lay Valley Phantoms in the 17 and 18 season. He originally signed with Philadelphia on March 31st, 2017, following four seasons at Union College, where he recorded 176 points in 149 games. 
That's 71 goals and 105 assists. Vecchioni has recorded 160 points with 72 goals and 88 assists. So I would definitely say it was his time to uh, get his shot with the Washington Capitals. Uh, and that's how it is in all of sports. Uh, he might, you know, if he plays well enough, if he gets his opportunity to get some game time, if he doesn't find his spot with the Washington Capitals, he may find his, a, a spot on another team. But um, it, like I say, it's next man up all the time. And that's the way it has to be. You have to pre- uh, prepare for the future. If you look at this Washington Capitals team, they are getting older all the time. And I know they like to talk about the, that windows closing and, uh, you know, they want to go as far as they can with this nucleus. I agree with that. But you also have to be prepared for what's coming next. And, uh, you know, and that's the same thing, you know, when everyone is talking about Andre Fleury. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. But you've got to keep your eye on the future while keeping a mindful eye on the present. The Capitals held an optional skate, as Coach Peter Laviolette would say. They are probably working through some things in a room to determine the final lineup. And Laviolette discusses the call-up of Mike Vecchioni, Connor McMichael, slotting in at the third-line center for Lars Eller and more. So I just I hope nothing but the best uh, for him because, you know, like I say, it's not often that you get an opportunity like this. And if it wasn't for this, I don't know if he would have even had uh, the opportunity to, to play for the Capitals. He most likely would not have. But if you take a look at the team all season, They've had their issues with uh, T.J. Oshie. They've had their issues with Nick Backstrom with injuries. If this team is going to make a run for the playoffs and they want to do well, they need to kind of stack up in um, with prospects. You can't just hope for the best. You know, you can't go about playing and not be prepared for any injury um, or anything that's going to come your way. You have to be prepared. So. That's why it's good to kind of sprinkle in these younger players so they can be mentored um, by Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom, TJ Oshie, etc. So this is going to be his time to shine. Like I say, he is probably not going to get any um, game time anytime soon. But uh, with Lars Eller on the shelf under COVID protocol, they've got to be prepared. And uh, like I say, I just really hope that, uh, you know, he does get some playing time. And, uh, I mean, he looks like he is more than uh, capable of playing at least sometime in the AHL. And this will give him some real-time reps uh, to see, you know, what he's got in the tank. You know, the Capitals can look at him and see what he has in the tank. Um, Because a lot of that coming up on the deadline here is to assess your talent. Are you going to make any big moves? Because, you know, as we've talked about, they need help in net but they also need some depth defensemen and depth forwards. And But before you start selling away the farm, let's see what you have in-house first. Uh, I think that there are some pleasant surprises out there. McMichael, uh, Faravari, and I think, you know, in coming years, Hendricks LaPierre. Look for a lot of those players to, to step in and fill those roles as, let's face it, you know, that, like I say, the Capitals' current roster is getting older and eventually um, they'll be moving on to the next round. And let's hope that the next round of Capitals um, are just as good as as the ones that are out there right now, if not better. This league is getting faster and faster all the time. So that's you got to kind of adjust your position to where, what the rest of the league is at. And you don't want to be going through some big, laborious rebuild. 
Um, if you take a look at the New York Rangers, um, theirs was pretty pain-free. I think it was like a year or year and a half that they struggled a little bit, but look at them now. They're near the top of the Metropolitan Division. So if you have a GM, and I think the Capitals have him and Brian McClellan, that you know you can overcome adversity and you can overcome an aging roster if you just keep your eyes uh, on on the horizon what's coming next uh, case in point if you want to take a look at the tra- uh, Toronto Maple Leafs they were on a trajectory to do really well this year but guess what they had issues in net and now a lot of that is in question and a lot of the fans in the NHL um, they're up in arms you know the fans the Toronto fans are up in arms as to what happened to this team that uh, had such big goals for going to the playoffs and dare I say a Stanley Cup so just to tie that all back together, you can't totally have a, a focus on the present. You need to have your eyes on the future. And uh, I think that that's what the Capitals are, are doing. And if you are a successful team, uh, that's what you're going to do because that, it's based on uh, necessity. All right, after the break, we are going to talk about the goaltending situation in one name. You can go ahead and scratch off the list because... Well, based on injury, uh, you can just cross his name off the list. We'll get to him. uh, We'll get to that player after the break. But first, on Monday, March 21st at 3.30 Eastern Time, tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from other roster of local team experts. Plus, catch our very own Locked On Capitals for our immediate reaction to the Capitals' moves. So I don't know what you guys think. You know, Do you think the Capitals are going to make any big moves out there? It is a common theme that has been in this podcast uh, for the last week or so. And with the uh, trade deadline looming, it's going to be Monday, March 21st. There are questions that, um, that need to be answered. This Capitals team is showing signs of improvement. And one of the things that Brian McClellan had said is that he didn't want to really go all in on, you know, signing someone and and giving up futures for um, like a goaltender for a team that is not going to go very far. How many pieces are the Washington Capitals away from being a real contender? Um, As it stands right now, they are a wild card card team. But if they keep to uh, if they keep applying pressure. And maybe some of the teams above them start to falter. You know, I don't think that the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to catch the Capitals. Um, But it would be nice, even if they can't make any steps forward, just to get that unit gelling and running on all cylinders. Because if you have any hope of doing anything in the postseason, whether it be the first round, second round, Stanley Cup, whatever, you need to have a solid lineup. And I think the Capitals play between now and... And the trade deadline will be will determine a lot as to far as as to how active the Washington Capitals are going to be. So hit me up on Twitter, DanCaps218. I want to hear your thoughts. Other than the goaltending situation, who do the Capitals need to target? Are we buyers? Are we sellers? Those are some big questions. And Brian McClellan has his hands full. All right, in this segment. Like I was saying, it's a bit of a, you know, a somber uh, story to cover here is that you can cross off one name, at least this year, off the list of goalies that could potentially come to the Capitals. Yes, I'm talking about the hometown hero, Braden Holpe. Yes, the one that hoisted the Stanley Cup above his head in 2018 
will most likely be staying in Dallas. To Anton Kudobin, I think it's safe to say that Braden Holpe will remain with the Stars. Uh, they take on Toronto as I'm reading this article. They are one point out of the playoffs, but with multiple games in hand. And, uh, you know, it's some somber news, like I said. I think that a lot of Caps Nation was looking forward to their hometown hero coming back home. Now, I mean, I think uh, to a certain extent, I think a lot of Capitals fans kind of look at Braden Holtby and they pine after him like they do an old girlfriend. Let's just kind of look back on Braden Holtby. Did he win a Stanley Cup uh, for the Washington Capitals? Or was he the, one of the prominent netminders? Yes, him and Philip Grubauer. Was Braden Holtby the same goalie when he left the team as he was on the 2018 team? I would say it's safe to say not. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot of things at play here. Um, what Braden Holpe would they get if they do get him, like, say, next season? So I don't think that the Capitals are going to be out that much. I think that, honestly, uh, if they're smart, they're going to stay in-house. I think they have a player uh, in-house that would fill that need, at least for this season. And let's give him a shot is Zach Fukali. Um, he's been playing lights out in AHL Hershey, and I think he needs some more time uh, to prove himself on the big stage. I mean, let's face it. I think that uh, if Ilya Samsonov was dealt at the trade deadline, I don't think anyone would be too surprised in the Washington Capitals organization or their fan base. Ilya Samsonov has been given more than ample opportunity to prove himself, and he has not done that. So I think that the Capitals, you know, like I say, they have to look in-house and see what they have before they start kicking the can down the road and giving up futures. You can't do that. Otherwise, you're going to come up against a brick wall and you're going to have a huge rebuild to, to contend with. So as much as I like Braden Holpe, I still think he is a great goaltender. I just don't think that going back to, I hate to say, an old goaltender, I mean, we are talking about an aging roster. This is the oldest roster in the NHL. Why do we have to add another old goaltender in the NHL world to the team? I think that, you know, if they are going to pick up someone, if the, you know, the deal is right, is to pick up a younger goaltender, uh, you know, like a Gorgiev, something like that. Because, I mean, honestly, even if you had your eyes set on Marc-Andre Fleury, you're going to have him for one year. And what this article says here, I read this on Twitter, what I think an asking price would look like for Chicago in a Flurry trade is a first-round pick or first-round level prospect and maybe a mid-round pick. The second pick likely depends on whether the Hawks need to take back a contract and how bad the contract is, but key is first-round pick, and the Capitals do not want that kind of baggage. Now, if the Capitals were on the cusp, if they were firing on all cylinders all season, I would say go all in and let's get another cup. But I am going to use the same logic and reasoning that the GM of the Washington Capitals uses, and I think it's sound logic. Is this team poised, as is, with the lineup on the ice? Are they poised to win another Stanley Cup? Honestly, do some soul-searching there. If you're asking me, I think that they will make it to the first or second round, but I would be very surprised if they win a cup this year. And with that knowledge in mind, 
Do you want to give up futures? Do you want to give up future draft picks? Do you want to give up some younger players? Because you know that's who they would be targeting. They would be targeting, you know, your McMichaels, um, your um, Hendricks Lapierre, some, someone like that. The Capitals cannot afford to give up someone like that. And they sure as heck can't afford to give up future draft picks. We need to build this team for the future. Case in point, this is a Washington podcast. Take a look at the Washington Nationals. They were uh, sellers last year, and now they are in the midst of a big rebuild. Um, And it remains to be seen how that will play out. Um, I don't think that the moves that uh, Rizzo made were incorrect. I think there were moves that needed to be made. If you look at even just the Max Scherzer, Trey Turner deal, those were deals that were coming up on being expired or the Nationals did not believe that they were going to be able to resign those players and they got a haul for him for them, Josiah Gray, uh, Gray, excuse me, and Kbert Ruiz, you know, just kind of tying that all back in with this here is you need to be looking at the future like the Nationals were looking at the future. They weren't thinking, I need to pick up all these old players to fill this team. Now, I know you might want to argue with me because you saw them sign Doolittle and uh, Annabelle Sanchez and all these older players. What you need to do in a situation like this is pepper in, you need to pepper in some experience with those rookie players so they can be mentored and they can learn a thing or two. And if you're lucky, you can take someone like a Sean Doolittle. And if his, if he starts playing better, you could flip him and get some draft picks for him. So that's kind of just how it goes. And I know that uh, we're talking baseball and hockey, but this is a Washington area podcast. So bear with me. I assume there are some nationals fans that watch the capitals games, Just to keep your eyes on the horizon, you can't just want to win right now. Because if you want to win right now, it's just not going to happen. They did not play that way this year. And you don't want to know something? I would really love to be proven wrong. Uh, You know, if the Capitals go on and win a Stanley Cup this year, I will eat my words. But I do not think that is going to be the case. Uh, Back to the Holpe thing. The Stars announced Tuesday that veteran goalie Anton Kudobin underwent right hip surgery, knocking him out approximately six months. Holpe, who's only made two starts for Dallas since the beginning of February, is dealing with a lower body injury. Without Kudobin, the Stars are down to two goalies in Holpe and starter Jake Ottinger. Ottinger has emerged as the Stars' primary goaltender for the season, posting a 19-8-1 record in 28 starts. To go along with a .918 safe percentage, Holpe has been has been highlighted as a possible player on the move before the March 21st trade deadline. But now the Stars have much less incentive to send him elsewhere. In 22 starts, Holpe is 10-10-1 with a 2.7 goals against average. Dallas is also just one point behind the Vegas Golden Knights for the final wildcard spot in the Western Conference playoffs. So, I mean... That is what I'm talking about. And looking at his record, it looks pretty promising, doesn't it? But are you going to sell the farm to get Holtby back? And, you know, I, I know that we want to kind of hop in a time machine and go back to 2018, but that's that's not going to help this team. They need to have their eyes on the future, their eyes on the prize. And in uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter because Braden Holtby is not going to be available Goalie had been seen as the Capitals' biggest need at this year's trade deadline, though the talk had quieted with recent strong play by Vitek Vanacek. But Holpe is an obvious fit given his track record and familiarity with the franchise. If, Dal- if Dallas Holpe, excuse me, if Dallas holds on to Holpe as its primary backup, the Capitals will have to look elsewhere for reinforcement between the pipes. 
And uh, I think that ultimately that is what the Capitals want to do. They want to go younger um, and take a look at what's out there. There are some big name goaltenders out there, but you know, there's like Jonathan Quick and Marc-Andre Fleury. Like I've said in previous podcasts, who I would circle on the list that I've seen in front of me so far, unless there is some outlier out there that I have not seen, would be Gorgiev. Uh, Every time the Washington Capitals played the Rangers and he was in net, he always played well for my recollection. So if they are, in fact, going to go outside of the organization to pick up a goaltender, I think that's who they should pick up. But like I said, give Zach Fucali his opportunity. He's earned it. And uh, I just think it's going to be one of those situations where if you know you don't give him his due, he is going to find his way to another team. And that's the last thing the Capitals want. They don't want to lose someone like a Zach Fukali, do they? They they don't. They want to keep him because there are a lot of aspects to his game that uh, that remind me of, of Braden Holpe, to be honest with you. Braden Holpe of old, shall we say. So let's just, let's kind of hold the line and let's not get crazy. Let's not just give away the whole team unless the right opportunity presents itself. And how will you know if the right opportunity presents itself? We'll keep it to Locked On Capitals. That's right. We are going live on trade deadline March 21st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Keep it locked here to Locked On Capitals and I will keep you updated on all the news on the Washington Capitals, if you want up to mi- up to minute, up to the minute updates, go to Locked On Caps on Twitter, and I will be tweeting out all day all the transactions. I do not know how busy the Capitals will be, but if there is a big trade, or even if there isn't a big trade, maybe it's you're just going to be you know getting a guy for Hershey or the Stingrays. Regardless, keep it locked on to Locked On Capitals, and I will keep you updated on all the news and all the transaction for the Washington Capitals. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. I will talk to you guys again next time. Thank you for listening.